This is the cutting edge of sexual evolution. We're your hosts, Victoria and Lauren, and this is the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. Allow your body to vibrate and receive the activations from leaders around the world, bringing through pioneering approaches to sex, business, and relating. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to our men's sexuality feature. For the next two weeks, we will be sharing daily interviews from male bodied leaders who embody unique transmissions of sexuality. This is in celebration of the launch of our first Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy men's course. If you love listening to these episodes, subscribe and leave a review to receive free access to our sex magic course and go in the draw to win one of three subscriptions to the Eros Vault, our online membership portal of sexuality resources to revolutionize the way you view sex, love and relating to assist you with high performance. In this episode, Victoria interviews Paisley Hart. Combining entrepreneurship, artistry and shamanic practice, Paisley walks boldly between the three worlds. He embodies the hybrid archetypes of the wild businessman and lifestyle artist. Founder of the shamanic rite of passage event, The Funeral, and panel style podcast, Curious Conversations, and previously such businesses as the holistic digital marketing agency, DigiLove, and independent record label, Fight Music, his gifts are unique and diverse. Paisley is known to prowl the mysterious shadow realms of business. With the flaming torch of innovation, he sets the normal and mundane ablaze with alternative business approaches. Combining his obsession with spirituality, artistic expression, nature and ritual, he has made a strong impact on the music, social media marketing and personal development industries. Hey guys, um, I am joined today by the lovely Reese, and he is going to share with us some information about how he feels that um, can work around men and sexuality and facilitating and how that all fits together. So I'm going to let him introduce himself and share a little bit about who he is and yeah, why you know sexuality is a topic on his heart for men. Hello, hello everybody. Um... I'm Reese, also known as Paisley Hart. Uh, who am I? What do I do? I consider myself, I guess, as a lifestyle artist. And what I mean by that is making art out of absolutely everything, uh, especially in this social media era. Um, everything from business, mysticism, relationships, whatever it is, you know, there's, there's a certain art that can be portrayed online through expression and creation and just curiosity all right and and that's how i've been making a living over the last few years and yeah sexuality has been a large part of that and it's came in maybe over the last three or four years like strongly it becomes stronger and stronger um yeah and i just i'm finding it super important you know to see the work of people like Vic and a lot of other people in our community to be going out in the world and especially for men because I don't see a lot of it you know there's a lot of 
uh, tantric witches out there, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know about the the tantric wizards, you know. Mm. Uh, they're, they're blooming. They're blooming right now. But I think the topics around male sexuality is still a bit more taboo. Comes mm. outside of like fucking chicks, you know. Like anything more than that might be a bit taboo and risky to talk about on a general basis so yeah. i'm really excited to dive deeper into that with you yeah mm. well that's a, a great topic i'm actually curious to why you believe that men's sexuality is more taboo than women's sexuality um i don't think like i personally don't think it is but i just believe women have started talking about it a whole lot more right now um in the ray like in the rise of feminism um and just because women like feminism and being feminine is has a larger focus on feelings compared to like men and, and masculinity so you know men talk about fucking bitches you know and like and counting up on your fingers and and it, there's never it's like you never talk about the like the beauty that was in it or the emotions or the vulnerability it's just like yeah fucked her she loved it you know she's moaning the house down um because it's just a bit more societally like a more of a masculine thing it's the action it's the doing it's the pride it's the achievement uh, rather than how it felt so i think as feminism rises and the feminine rises there's more conversation about the feeling around it and the vulnerability and, and how it's being processed and what's needed. Um, and yeah, men are starting to lean a bit more into that feminine energy, um, but it's just a bit slower and it's a bit more scary because, you know, to have feelings means, you know, you're a bitch, you're gay, you're pussy, whatever it is, you know, these, these toxic mm. terms. Um, yeah, so I, that's why I believe it's a bit more taboo because you've got to be vulnerable and vulnerable means all these labels that we've been programmed to not be okay with. Yeah, so it's almost like um, what I'm hearing is that women are able to um, be more flexible in their uh, gender role, I guess. So they can be more masculine and they can be more um, feminine. But for men, it's like it's hard. It's like society is not holding a space for them to be so much in their feminine mm -hmm. and almost that they're being polarized into just a feminine being if they show up in a, in a feminine way. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? And I guess like what I was hearing you was talking about, like, you know, these women that are talking about these great sexual experiences that are super expansive. And then the men are talking about fucking bitches, as you said, and like, <laughs> where are all the, what are these men that are having these amazing um, experiences that they're you know they're having with these women are that are they not free to share about that is that what's happening you know i would say you know it's it's funny I, i'm definitely 100 percent generalizing right now because that is just not what it is in my community but you know here and there i'll hang out with um like older friends that may not be as up to speed with or just as in touch with feminine energy and, and the deeper experiences in expression. Um, and obviously I get the people on Instagram and Facebook that are like, what the fuck is your problem when I'm expressing <laughs> a bit more 
uh, like with feminine energy. Um, I started to rant, but I've forgotten what the question is. <laughs> we were talking about, um, you know, why, whether men, like you're in your community, men don't speak like that and men are oh. open with their sexuality. Okay, cool. So yeah, for, for example, I hung out with some older friends um, recently and, you know, they were just talking about like going out and, and fucking prostitutes and like, like it was at a wedding and they're like picking out which ones were the single ones and like who could fuck them first. And there was no like, oh, you know, she's so beautiful. Look at the way her blah does this or how kind she is when she stares at you or whatever, you know, I'd love to have a deep experience with her. It's just like the boys are on the hunt, you know, and like who can get the prize, who can get the trophy um you know and this it, it can be viewed as toxic I, I i enjoyed it you know being around it because i just never see it anymore so there was a, there was a thrill to it you know i wasn't participating but it was entertaining to watch mm. um and yeah it's just the culture like this there it's um they haven't been introduced to it and it hasn't been normalized for them and they haven't gone down mm. that journey and i think in a collective you know like it's hard, you know, when I was really good friends with them and that was my crew, I sort of had to break out a bit more to be able to do that. I couldn't like do it and then like come back and tell them all these weird, weird uh, quotation <laughs> experiences I was having. Um, Cause it, it just bring more degrees of separation and then, but because I'd done the path and I'd do my thing and then come back and, they see it all on my social media and whatnot. And cause I've owned it, you know, because it's when it's scary and it's vulnerable going out and doing these things. Like I was insecure about it among the boys and whatnot, you know, it was easier because I had a great group of, of women friends that they would understand, you know, but coming back to the boys, I tried to like unpack mm. some of the stuff that was going on. They'd be like, bro, what's going on with you? You know, like mm. you gay now you've seemed to be having sex with more women, but somehow you're gayer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so true as well. And I, I, when you were sharing that, what I was hearing was like um, this experience of like, for me, uh, what I'm hearing is like, it's the ability to have range, you know, like I personally don't think that, like there's anything wrong with these men saying like, oh, you know, look how hot she is. I bet she's single or blah, blah, blah. That kind of talk, you know, it's just one culture. Yeah. But for me, it's about like, how do we tune into that? the arranged to be able to go from that space of like, um, you know, some people might call it objectification to, you know, also being able to shop and like, wow, she's so beautiful. And just really being with the truth of whatever we're feeling in our hearts, you know, and I, what I would love to see from men's sexuality is just more, but I think because it is so um, demonized men and sexuality in our society that men aren't able to show from the truth. You know, I think, you know, when somebody um, um, hits on me or asks me out or, comments on a photo that I don't know very well and says, Oh, you're hot or something like that. You know, that does, there isn't, I don't have a reaction to that, but I know a lot of women who would have a reaction to that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's this whole piece of language and we've put something in the category of wrong. Mm -hmm. And when, whenever that happens, we're just creating this experience of, um, you know, polarizing uh, what we actually want in our lives. So I think like what I would love to see from men's sexuality is just more variety and to be able to show up in all of it. And, you know, I think that you and I, you know, from this community where people, there are a lot of male tantricas and what I'm seeing is the men that do show up in all of it are demonized still. So it's like, there is, there is almost this experience of like, 
how do we create a culture where um, you know men are free to be in their sexuality and men and women are so I think it's for me it's about this this inner journey of like really claiming that and yeah. just getting further and further through that vulnerability to get to the place where you can own it like you said I think that's a really powerful place that you're in right now well you know a big part of it is like you know someone like myself going out on this journey and for example you know at this wedding that I was at um you know they get married blah 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 and I haven't seen a lot of these people in like five years or something like that some I see on a very rare occasion but majority not so but they all watch me on Instagram they don't say anything but they watch me you know mm-hmm. and you know once a few like they're hey Reese, hey go blah you know I see you uh you know inspiring people on Instagram good on you you know I'm like thanks and then um but as the drinks come in and whatnot, they start to loosen up about the topics that I'm going on about. And then eventually it was, it was amazing. I loved it. It was hilarious. Like at the wedding, I was just started sitting near the dance floor as people were partying and whatnot. I wasn't drinking. And like people would come, like sit by me here and there. And it was like I was having, like I had like a counseling booth, you know, like people would come and ask me questions about sexuality and relationships and whatnot. And they'd be like, all right, so this is going on. Don't tell anyone else, but I'm feeling this, rah, rah, rah. And then like the next person, I'm like, they're all like, don't tell anyone else. I'm like, these are all going through the same thing. Like I didn't say that in my head. And like, this is a thing I see like in relationships for instance like a lot of men when they get into like a really deep relationship they start to disappear from the boys because the women have cracked them open and they like fuck you know like i'm so vulnerable now and i'm just so attached to her and i get all this feeling i don't want the boys to see that part of me and then the, the last degree of it is me being out on this path is and like i know people like tyron um a lot of our client base comes through women suggesting to men to work with us you know so i think that's a massive part in in healing this journey and making it go faster is women really spotlighting people like myself or tyron or cam fraser or danny or whoever the people that are really embracing their sexuality and quite progressive is women going like sharing our stuff and and like saying to men, hey, you should work with Paisley, you should work with Tyron, you should work with Danny, whoever it is. And that's how I get a lot of my male clients. Rarely do men reach out to me on their own. It's always through a woman. Wow. Yeah, that's really, really interesting, isn't it? I'm just uh, wondering about that and how that actually plays out in the, the space of men stepping into their own with their own sexuality, you know? Like what would happen to the men that are feeling that pull towards... Um, you know, working with one of you guys or like really stepping more into their sexuality, like where do they even go? Or how do they even, how could it, actually this is a great question. How do you think a man could start his journey in sexuality of his own accord, like without having the, um, you know, a mentor or anything else? What would you think, what would you say is the best way for him to explore his sexuality? Like, I think one of the best steps in to create a whole new world of exploration is just, um, whatever his name, Mentuck Tears, uh, multi-orgasmic man, like mm. reading that book because you can do it in your own space and it has exercises, sort of like a workshop book. And once you learn how to be multi-orgasmic and you learn these breathing techniques and how like things about ejaculation and all this, it's open to so much more. 
and then you start having these experiences with women or men, whoever it is that you, you prefer, um, that you all of a sudden have this whole new playing ground and then you will be like, oh, well, someone else understands that I've got to reach out to them and, and talk to them. I think that is definitely a massive step that you can do on your own um, reading that book. And another would just be like men's circles. Like obviously that's not on your own, but going and maybe just playing quite comfortably, you know, just sharing some small things, but seeing if other men bring up some things around sexuality. So you feel more comfortable and that space is specifically a container. That's like, there's no shaming. There's no, there's full confidentiality, you know, uh, and you get to hear other men's perspective in quite a vulnerable space, you know, and you don't have to share anything if you don't want to, but at least you can hear and go, ah, other men are feeling like this. I think those would be the two steps in that um, really, really help. Or just like following someone like myself, Tyron, whoever that like are talking about these things and you don't have to engage, but just at least going like, oh, you know, this is a consistent thing. Women are commenting on it men are commenting on it it seems pretty normal in their world maybe i can embrace one of the things they talk about yeah beautiful and um i think what what's there for me when you're sharing is like the the conditioning the layers you know one thing that i do experience with um um men who want to do the the work of self-pleasure so with my school with uh working in self-pleasure they might say to me oh you know i'm happy to work with women and watch women's self-pleasure but i don't feel comfortable to watch men's self-pleasure and I really believe like that this is part of what I'm seeing in the exploration. For me, it's not about, it's nothing to do with their sexuality when you're watching someone's self pleasure. And for me, that's often a gauge of like, oh, maybe you're not ready for this work because like when I'm watching somebody's self pleasure, it doesn't matter to me whether they're a man or a woman because I'm not watching for, I'm not um, a part of the sexual experience. I'm actually just witnessing them um, in their experience of their sexuality. Mm -hmm. so it's not about me being part of it. And um I believe that there's a lot of layers of conditioning that I've had to release to get to the stage where I can actually see somebody in a sexual experience and not feel that I need to become a part of that or I need to, um, you know, that that is that I'm engaged in this experience. Mm. So I'm just wondering if like, um, you know, what kind of um, barriers of conditioning you feel like men need to work through or even yourself need to work through to sort of be an experience where they can watch somebody in their sexuality without um feeling like they're a part of that experience and that they are impacted by that uh, i think that's from a lot of men that i know um like even people that are on a similar journey to me certain men just it's really fucking hard for them to step out of that like experience of it not being sexualized you know um i think like just learning those degrees of, of um, stepping back. Maybe one of the best things that really helped me get on that journey was um, taking like sexy pictures of myself for myself to look at and look back at and go like objectively look at it and go, whoa, like I'm so beautiful. I look at my sexual essence, whatever it is, or like, oh, I don't like that angle, whatever it is, but like working on it. And then eventually maybe you can make some erotic filming art you know and like you can film yourself and, so, and watch it back man i find it like so cathartic and it doesn't have to be like i don't there's times where i'll self-pleasure over myself you know but then there's times where i just watch it and i'm like whoa this 
is a beautiful piece of art, you know, and no one else has to see it, whatever. I share my stuff, but like, you don't have to, you know? And then it's just finding, you know, different avenues. It's hard to suggest to people because I don't know where they're at, but like, you know, then one of the next steps I had was I have a close group of friends where we were sharing new pictures of one another and it didn't have to be sexual. It was just like, this like our body as art, you know, where we are naked. It might just be a nice shot, you know, in nature or with a piece of fruit or whatever, where we're naked. I didn't have to have a hard cock or, you know, touching myself in certain ways. And there's men and women in there where we could just go, ah, like compliment on the beauty rather than like, this turns me on. It was more like, whoa, like your body is amazing, you know, and to hear it from other people like, oh, wow. Like, then they don't want to have to fuck me because I'm naked or I'm hard or I'm whatever, or I'm mm. cock it out, but they just think my body is beautiful, you know? And just these little steps, it's a big step, but little step as well of like, okay, like being witnessed in my nudity, maybe going to the fucking nudist beach and maybe the first few times you go, you will get turned on by all the women there and you may even get turned on by other men there. It doesn't make you gay if you don't want to be, but it's just like other naked bodies and turned on by tabooness, like uh, like shame can even turn you on, whatever it is. But then you go a few times and you're just like jumping in and out of the water and it's normal, you know, and you're not getting turned on, but you can see bodies, but ah, like everyone's bodies is so normal. They're different, but all so the same, you know, and it, I don't feel sexual desire towards them. I'm just looking at them as if they were clothed, but they seem so much more natural now. Mm, beautiful there's so many layers in that isn't it it's like the conditioning around naked seeing people naked like mm -hmm. if we are only exposed to porn and that's the only naked people that we're we're seeing on a daily basis then we probably will start sexualizing nudity very quickly mm -hmm. um the other thing i heard was like creating deep intimacy with yourself mm -hmm. so it's like this knowing like the inner realms of your your body as a, as a naked being knowing the um how you view yourself um as a sexual being when you feel your sexual essence when you don't feel your sexual essence Mm -hmm. And I think that's also true as well. Like um, for me, like it can be very, I can have the experience of watching somebody in their self-pleasure and I can feel their sexual essence and not make it about me. And um, one of the ways that I word this to people is like um, when we're doing, say if we're doing something like plant medicine, when somebody serves you plant medicine, you're supposed to get out of the way to so that they can receive the medicine from you. Mm. And with the world of sexuality, what I say is that like, um, we are actually the medicine. So if we do experience pleasure or enjoyment in um, watching somebody in their sexual essence, we are still being the medicine. We just choose how we want to act on it. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of the, and one of the things that I often share in my public speaking is like, what would it be like if you know a lot of people when they're walking down the street they find somebody of the opposite sex or the same sex attractive, they suddenly think to shut it down. Like their their neural pathways are like, don't let anybody know that I'm feeling attracted to that person that I feel like sexually aroused by that person being around me mm -hmm. and so what we're doing is we're creating like this neural pathway where we're shutting down that energy in the genitals mm -hmm. and so what that, that actually then occurs in every area of our life because we're telling ourselves that it's not okay to feel our sexual essence and what we're also telling our bodies is that we don't trust our own sexual essence mm -hmm. because it's actually totally possible for me to walk down the street find somebody um, attractive feel very sexually drawn to them and then just breathe in and breathe out, you know, and keep walking. And like, I don't need to do anything over there. I don't need to act on it. I don't need to feel shame. I don't need to, like nothing needs to change, but we're never taught that. We're taught that, you know, this is, this sexual energy is so, um, 
needs to be kept into the, in, in our world away from everybody else and no one can ever know that we feel these ways. And so like when we let go of that, we can actually hold a space to be, to be that medicine. So, you know, if I, I can allow myself to watch somebody in their self-pleasure practice, if arousal arises in my body, I'm not making it wrong. And I'm also not projecting that onto them or allowing them to have the sense that I'm feeling that. I'm just allowing it to move through my body, breathe in, breathe out. And then it passes just like every other feeling, just like every other emotion. And I believe this is the, the you know, the, it's, it's kind of like emotional agility, sexual agility that we get to create in facilitating somebody in their sexual experience. 100%, 100%. It's such a journey, you know, like maybe with men, like this is just a theory that I have at the moment, like and been exploring is it's a bit more vulnerable. This is my perspective, doesn't make it true. It's like it's a bit more vulnerable being a man being turned on because our genitals are external you know and like being naked it is external like it's not internal so it's they're more visible you know it's like it i imagine like with a woman if she gets turned on she'll get wet and you know depending on how wet you do get it maybe won't be as visible compared to a man you know like getting an erection like it's very visible you know if you go to a nudist beach if i get an erection i'm walking like that's very vulnerable you know like yeah and like that part of you that has to shut it down and i used to do that it used to be wild like <laughs> i i used to create the most fuck situations in my head like these neuropaths that made me shut down my sexuality i remember when i first started going to nudist speeches how long ago five years ago um maybe six like if i started to get turned on i would imagine like like some of my favorite people like around me like favorite men like like making fun of me you know i would but not as in like i thought they were but i would intentionally do it to help it get rid of my erection because so i'd create the scenario on purpose i was creating that neuropath it wasn't like a subconscious thing it was like very conscious you know so but i unwired that but like that's what it was like i was like intentionally bullying myself externally by someone else to get rid of my erection because i didn't want to you know pop wood at, at the beach or whatever if i saw someone or something or just the wind blew and it happened to be quite erotic you know like so yeah like i think it's a part of the, the vulnerability of men and sexuality is they're having the external uh organs of like your cock and you know like when you're so young you're 13 whatever age it is where you start really getting boners like all the fucking times you know you're taught to tuck it under your belt or like to hide it or whatever it's like i've personally been working on being able to just like rock an erection whenever i get it you know and, and walk around and if someone sees it then i'm like they're like is that your cock yeah it is i'm turned on at this second i hope that's okay you know because i feel okay about it mm. and it's not e not as easy as that you know i still get the like hide it you know it's not okay it makes a woman feel unsafe or like one of the guys are going to judge me whatever it is but i just breathe through it amazing yeah i can yeah i can really feel the the vulnerability in that and there is a vulnerability in feeling our turn on mm -hmm. uh, which i think is really important to to speak into as well um i love what you shared though about the uh the ability to just literally be okay with it and what it's taken, the steps that it takes to get there mm -hmm. and being in, and also it made me think of, um, you know, when men come to me in my practice, they talk about how sometimes they'll like 
think of grandma so that they don't ejaculate, you know, like that is a very common, you know, thing that is in our society. Make sure you think of grandma so that you don't ejaculate too quickly and have premature ejaculation. Like this is something that men use. And, you know, I really understand that, but I also question about the neural pathways and, you know, what, what, what I believe is that we're actually using thought and, and shame and guilt to push up this energy down. And what is actually possible is for us to use our breath. Like you spoke of Fantak Chia is like, we can actually use our breath to circulate that energy around the body. And we can, and when, when men use, uh, learn to cultivate this, they can actually um, work with their erections, you know, and, and, have, and allow their erection to, to increase and decrease as they breathe in and breathe out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a really important part of, of male sexuality and something that, you know, is, would really reduce um, sexual shame and taboo in our culture, which would be really amazing in my opinion. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe like, you know, because of people doing that, thinking of grandma, using shame and guilt and fear and blah, 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 to get rid of their erections. And we get so used to doing that, that I believe that's where, like, when you get at whatever ages they are, 60, 70, 80, whatever it is, where, like, just men can't pop wood anymore, they need Viagra. I don't think it's an age thing, really. It's just the, like, this conditioning and conditioning and these neuropasses really becoming concrete strong by that time. It's just like, you've, you've just taught yourself not to get an erection anymore. hundred percent. That's exactly it, isn't it? If you spend your whole life thinking that grandma is not the one to get an erection around when you become a granddad and a grandma, you're not going to be able to get that erection. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're dating grandma by that age. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. I feel like there's so many other wormholes we could go down in that conversation, but I'm feeling to um, leave it there for today. So thank you so much for um, jumping on and having this chat with me. I feel like it's been really eye-opening. So looking forward to sharing it. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. And yeah, I look forward to hearing about, you know, the the men joining this container of yours this time around. And I'm actually like, (laughs) I clocked halfway through. I don't know if to speak about this on the podcast or not, but like, um, I was like, oh, this will be so great if you're still doing the like men doing the self-pleasure and you have men in a container and men are going to actually witness other men self-pleasuring or even guiding men into self-pleasure. That's going to be revolutionary, you know, and I will definitely end up to demo again. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I think that is important to share on this podcast. You know, this, um, you know, this container that I'm about to open for those who don't know is the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy. Um, is a sexuality school training um, men and women to be sexuality leaders. We've had two rounds of women now, and we're about to launch the third one with, for women, and we're about to launch the first one for men. So, um, yeah, it's all about really being able to have the, the, the biggest, widest spectrum of understanding around sexuality so that we can feel deeply comfortable in our bodies and mm-hmm. share this, this, uh, this transmission with the world. So, yeah, if you are interested, and these things, these topics even if they scare you a little bit, I would love to hear from you because I think that there's a beauty in opening ourselves and, and deepening so that we can, you know, have the level of expression that we want to have around our sexualities in our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'd like to just open that as well in the manner of like, if there's things I highly recommend joining Vic in her work. I think it's really powerful. And if you feel like you want to join, but maybe it's scary to reach out to a woman and you have some questions that you might need to filter through a man first, you're welcome to ask me about anything that I've said, and then I can direct you back to Victoria. Yes, I'm a very open space. There's not much people haven't said to me, but I, yeah, I can understand the vulnerability. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Perfect.
All right, my love. Thank you for joining me today. And I look forward ah. to speaking to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's orgasmic episode. Remember to subscribe and leave a review letting us know how this landed in your body. The Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy is now open for August intake. If you feel the pull to become a conscious, integrated sexuality leader, apply through the show notes.